0: And welcome to another quarantine edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a lot to get into this week. Uh, it's another, another week without sports, but I think we're slowly starting to thaw that freeze hold on everything. Um, I don't know about you guys, but Georgia just announced some, some easing of restrictions. So uh, hopefully something just start to trend in that direction. Um, but anyway, before we get into everything, just wanted to remind you folks, if you're not already following us on Twitter, please do so at talking tigs, no G in talking. Uh, we're also on Facebook as the talking Tigs podcast, and you can find us on iTunes and Spotify as well. Uh, but before we get into, uh, to all this good juicy bits, I wanted to see how you guys are doing. So, um, how's, how's the, uh, the, the end of your quarantine life going? I don't know if we can say it's the
1: end, uh, our governor's positive, got to be positive. Said, be positive. Uh, he, and well, you know, he said on Friday that, that we're, he's going to be very hesitant and oh, I don't know. So I'm pretty much just preparing for uh, August of 2021. That's what the mayor of New Orleans said. She said she doesn't want to dance until 2021. So I guess I'll just be sitting here in my apartment, this uh, same <laughs> bat time, same fat channel uh, until I'm 27 years old. So yeah, that's how I am.
2: It's uh, it's pretty rough. Not gonna lie, still just doing the same old thing. The numbers have been pretty good for Louisiana, at least in the past few days and, and a week or two, have been trending downwards, which is really good to see. Uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed. April thirtieth was the number they previously gave. So if things wrap up then, I think I can survive till then. But like Tommy said, if it goes much longer, uh, not gonna be very happy. The only yeah,
1: you know, April fifteenth was the number they gave before they gave the April thirtieth. <laughs> it's like the number they gave before the number they gave that oh we mm-hmm. will trying to say
0: positive here yeah yeah I, I think I think we're in the last throws all fly. it's like the, the last few minutes before you wait for something those are the worst because your mind is just so focused on it and you're already upset and it's just it's hard to just let that go completely and it's because you don't know but in actuality the end is probably like five minutes ahead of you but in our case I think the end is probably you know, two weeks from now and everything will just open up completely. And, uh, I mean, here in Georgia, you know, they're already talking about opening up restaurants, uh, on Monday. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what my wife and I were
1: like sitting down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are restrictions. Well, excuse me, not restrictions, conditions to be named later in the week by the governor. But yeah, I mean, he's talking about open up bowling alleys, uh, theaters, hair salons nail salons all that stuff i i guess with the same social distancing concepts in place which mm. i don't know i'm just I'm, I'm tired of hearing about social distancing yeah. To be honest, i know that's about not the summer so i'm about
1: ready to social
0: distance from social. <laughs> yeah but it's, it's really it's, it's physical, physical bang bang yeah socially you're not distancing anything you're just physically just dis- anyway um but yeah i think it's going to open up here um there's wrestling going on without crowds, which i haven't watched any of it, but just the concept sounds weird to me, but I mean, if the fans at home love it, who cares um, but anyway, to bring it back into our world, um, look sounds like everything is you know a week to maybe a month away for the rest of us. but what's definitely happening is this thursday april twenty third is the beginning of the virtual NFL draft. And <laughs> I, I don't know, there's just so much, uh, so much talk of, about it, you know, just as far as, you know, who's going to go first, uh, you know, just, you know, just the, the, the state of the draft itself, it's, it's probably never been done. I don't know. It's never been done like this before, but, uh, I, I don't know. We, we got to talk about that because it's draft week is upon us. You know, most teams didn't have a pro day. Um, and everything is just kind of up in the air and, you know, who knows what teams are doing, but, you know, there's still talk going back and forth about someone's trying to trade up or who's going to take who win. So, um, w- you know, what do you think, Tommy? Um, uh, I think we talked about it, you know, last two to three weeks about if Joe's going to go first or not. Um, how how, com- how confident are you that that is still the case?
1: Uh I think nine times out of 10, or probably even more than that, probably 99 times out of 100, uh, Joe goes number one overall to Cincinnati. I'm more interested in the, the one out of 100 time where he doesn't because of some, you know, wacky trade. And I've watched some some videos that have gotten me excited, but, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I've gotten me excited about, like, the Saints making some blockbuster move, kind of like what they did with Ricky Williams. Um or they trade traded farm. away trade trade for the next farm. 10 years for <laughs> yeah. um for for burrow which i think would be like really cool to see but i mean it's not gonna happen um you know i'm, I'm i think that uh we talked about last uh, last week with the intrigue as to whether he wants you know he, whether he wants to play for cincinnati or not are they a winning team like he wants to play for a winner um but i think that when the dust settles you know he'll be a he'll be a bingle a yeah,
2: I agree it's been a it's been a minute since an LSU quarterback went number one in the draft since uh, the biggest bust arguably in NFL draft history was Marcus Russell so hopefully Joe doesn't end up walking down the uh, the same road there but I think he'll get number one it's it's a pretty exciting draft just to see the LSU representation all sorts of players uh, out there at the top and then I think the the big story so far is a few teams have been rumored to be kind of falling away from Tua uh, – um yeah and he might be sliding down the board not a lot but a couple spots at least um and then a lot of teams are coming up higher on Justin Herbert and uh and Jordan Love also which I don't know if I agree with but um Tua may not be the, the golden boy he once was so definitely interested to see how that pans out
1: the most interesting rumor I saw and this is another one of these kind of crazy ones maybe not as crazy as like Burrow getting get, you know it's the Saints co-opting Burrow but I saw a trade, uh, like a, in like a something that was like it's. Or I, I think it was Heard. Somebody was talking about it. He said uh, that there are a lot of rumors that um, New England is trying to make a move for Tua. You know, there's a lot of what? questions. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. That's what they. There's a lot of questions mm-hmm. with um with who's going to be their quarterback right now. They got Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer. And so I remember towards the beginning of la- of the past NFL season, they they said that uh, Belichick was real high on Stidham. And he liked him. He thought you know he thought this, he was the guy to kind of take the mantle from Brady. Of course, at that point, Brady was going to always be a Patriot, going to retire there. So they thought I guess they thought you know maybe Stidham gets uh like you know four or five years under Brady's wing or whatever now that it's the the time is now for somebody to start um i mean it makes sense in that who wouldn't i mean i think i think that to a sliding down the draft boards is a little bit i don't understand why you would i guess you know we can't see the medical stuff that everybody that they can but from face value i feel like i feel like he'd be uh i feel like he's still a top pro, like the the top the second the second best quarterback in this in this draft maybe the first you know i think i think between him and burrow it's a toss-up um and because i mean i think that that we, we love burrow and he was the heisman trophy winner undisputed best player in football this year but Tua has had you know three or two and two and two and a quarter two and two and two quarters worth of game plus overtime of a track record um so i mean if I, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping for some crazy trades. I hope, I hope that uh good almost like trying to influence it because if this is just a cookie cutter draft where Burrow goes one, uh, you know, Chase Young goes two, then uh, I think a lot of people say Jeff Okuda three, then Isaiah Simmons four, and then two of five or something like that, or the dolphins trade up to three or whatever. It's going to be kind of, I mean, it'll be exciting, but it'll be kind of boring too. Yeah. Fair also enough.
0: there was uh,
2: a report today that the, NFL GM's had a an online video meeting and the technical difficulties had already arisen in this first yep. trial run and things were not going well. So I can't wait to see some disastrous stuff where somebody can't log in. The Cleveland Browns fumbled their pick because they got booted offline. Mm-hmm. And
1: then, <laughs> I wonder knows. what's really going to happen if like, if you're on the clock and like, I don't know how, I don't know how real this clock thing is because it's always like, you know, and then it's like they're on the clock for two minutes or whatever however long it goes. But like, you know that they're in the same building. Like the clock thing is gonna be, they're gonna get it they're gonna get the pick in time. But like I wonder how close it ever gets, like how, how close like the seconds get. And then with this, is there like a, you know, could could how could you what would happen if you go over time?
2: I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure that I've ever seen a team like I don't know what happens if the clock expires. Like do you just lose your pick or there's no way. You can
0: I was about to say the same thing. I don't think that happens. But in this case, if it's a virtual draft, all they could do is just go kill the connection, kill the connection, and then you go back and go, "Sorry, I don't know what happened. I guess yeah, we that, lost yeah. you," just to buy yourself more time. Uh, but uh, you really think though? I know two has had two title game appearances, but he's also had two surgeries. Mm-hmm. And he's had three surgeries. Three surgeries. Excuse yeah. me. Um. And I would think that that would weigh on their minds equally. But, I mean, I did see a video of him, I don't know, like doing squats on a like a little bouncy ball thing or something. It looked impressive, but it mm-hmm. was just, I don't know, Just I everyone that was commenting on it said it was just not, you know, uh, medically a sound thing to do. But, I mean, he, he looks fine. He looks I think, fine. I just think that, like, okay, if you're the
1: Dolphins and you got the choice between Tua, who is – like the who prior to prior to the season everyone would have said he's the number one overall pick right like even us biggest big lsu fans like all that we like i mean other than two out of three people on this podcast liked burrow before he won the heisman uh <laughs> and and i think still all only be th- two out of three that like him <laughs> yeah true um and we i think we all still would not have. we are no i know for a fact none of us would have said he would have been the number one pick overall and I think most of us would have said it's probably Tua, and Tua would definitely have been the number one quarterback taken. Um, now Burrow has, has, you know, made his move, and he's number one, rightfully so. He deserves it all, and I'm fine with that. But I still don't think if you're the Dolphins, why on earth? And you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm gonna, I need to pick, I need, I need a can't miss. Um, and if you do, like, I don't think you want middle ground if if Tua if you get Tua and he turns out to be a bust and he's he's injured you know he's just perpetually injured and everything then you move on from him and you go and you just enter that but enter back into the lottery again i think Tua sells more tickets than Justin Herbert or D- Jordan Love i think he's going to i think he has the potential to have a i think he's definitely got a higher ceiling than both of them and i mean if worse comes to worse then you tank for Trevor Lawrence you tank for uh Caleb Williams in, what four years I just yeah. I don't I don't understand the I don't understand the, the Tua sliding down the you know down the boards. I, yeah I'm just not impressed w- we we watched we watched Jordan Love play against LSU we and I watched Herbert play in multiple games this year. And I just don't think they're on the same level as Tua. Okay. Well
2: I hope that you've uh reached out to some NFL scouts and they've taken your opinion into consideration.
0: <laughs> oh, hey,
1: hey, don't, don't, uh, don't be surprised if when you're watching ESPN, you know, they flash to a certain, to a team or two's uh zoom chat and there's Tommy, you know,
2: Hey, they go to the desk and right between uh Tom McShay and Mel Kiper, Tommy's just chilling there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if I, uh, what if, what if that like little, little rant I had was like the, have you ever seen that rant from Mel Kiper that like, I forget who it is. He's talking about like he's talking about some great player. He's like he's terrible. He shouldn't have gone anywhere. What a terrible pick! <laughs> and it ends up being, like it's, it was back in like the nineties.
0: Gosh, I can't Let's remember find that,
1: that one. Was. Anyways, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, it. But like you said, though, it's in order for the Dolphins to get who they want. You know, are, are they willing to give up everything for the next two to three years to get it? Because just. I'm just talking about the track record of, you know, QBs taken in the first round. Like the guys that people go after vehemently um, are not the ones that take them to the promised land. Usually, you know, it's it's not just the quarterback. Like if the Bengals get Burrow, they'll, they'll be better. But are they going to go to the Super Bowl the next year? Highly improbable. So it's 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 just a you know it's just a whole collection of things. So I don't know that you know. I, it's, it's just, it, it would amaze me that teams to this day would still trade up and get someone. Um, I mean, I, I don't guess. Maybe the Browns. You know, <laughs> I don't think they'll ever learn any lessons in, in draft history. But still, it's just you have to give up the farm in order to get the guy you want. But nothing is a sure pick, you know? Yeah.
1: But well, then again, like if, you're, if, if, you, if you think, if you, genu- if you genuinely think, that Joe Burrow is the next Tom Brady and like, and, you know, and and you're not just like us sitting here talking about it. Like if you have been watching quarterbacks for, you know, 20 years and you've, you know, you can see, or Tua or whoever charter Lawrence and you say, Oh, they, you know, he can do things that others can't. He is a, he is a generational type player. For instance, like Derek Stingley, you know, like we can all say Derek Stingley is, is like the best we've ever seen right and and we're not the only ones who, who say that or whatever if you like if you think you if you could get tom brady who and and he's you know brought he brought new england so many up upteen championships in a dynasty and just perpetual winning wouldn't is it tom brady worth like the next 10 years of draft picks
0: sure but that's that's hindsight you you don't know until afterwards
1: no i know that i'm saying that like if you if you were um I mean, there's always risk in it But like, if if there's like an eighty percent chance that you have the you have the the future for the next ten years, like or fifteen years, or however long.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'm just saying it's just the you know the 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 odds are against them. Um, I mean, I definitely don't blame them for trying. You can only make the you know decisions you know how to make with the best information available. Um, You know, it's just like a big game which you know, i think that's something that we talked about playing because uh daniel actually has a, a game for us which kind of goes along with all of this and um i don't i don't know too much about it i just know i just know that uh we're about to play it so i'm going to toss it to you daniel and um uh i don't know i guess introduce the the draft game that you have for us yeah so a one thing oh
1: on the uh the if the if a team lets it, lets its time expire without making a choice it still can make a selection later but it runs the risk of letting the next team on the clock take the player it was considering so mm-hmm. i guess if you're the if you're the Bengals and you just can't decide between Burrow and Tua then you just let it go
2: what if a team makes a super big brain play and the player that they want, they know the next team is, like, stacked at that position, so they intentionally don't pick them, let the other team go ahead and pick some other guy, and then they go ahead and pick the person that they wanted, but then they got them in the draft position later, so they don't have to pay him as much money for being as high up in the
1: round.
0: Maybe somebody,
2: hire
1: me, somebody so, hire me for their front office. Wait, so, Daniel, you're saying that, like, because everybody says that Washington is going to take, take Chase Young, you're saying the Bengals should just let time expire – Put everyone on on like cardiac arrest because they're like, what is happening? And then and then take Burrow number two overall, so they don't have to pay him that number one overall money.
2: Exactly. Um, it's, unless was, the Redskins are even more big brain, and then they pick uh, and then they take Burrow. They take they take Burrow, and then they trade him back, trade him like back for to the a bingo. million picks.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is uh, pretty simple. So it's all the LSU players that I could find uh, projections for. Uh, where they will go in the draft and you will tell, I will give you the number and each of you will tell me whether you think that you're, they're going to go earlier in the draft or meaning the under or later in the draft, which is the over. So the first one is Joe Burrow. Obviously it was a one, but I had to make it a one and a half. So Tommy, you're up. I, I think he will go, he will go number one overall. All right. So Tommy's got the under Scott, you with him?
0: I am. Unless right. I have to take the over. But, no, you, you don't know, have, I have to. to take- Okay. I have I'll go under.
2: Hopefully you'll disagree at least once during this thing so we can have a winner and a loser next week. But yeah. Uh, all right, number two, Justin Jefferson, twenty-one and a half.
1: Scott, you sure. go because I went first last time. Right,
0: okay. yeah, I get it. Uh I would say. I'm gonna say over. All right, Scott's over twenty-one and a half. Tell me where you at. Uh
1: I'd say I think under. All right, Tommy's under on Justin Jefferson. He likes Jetta's. Um, <laughs> I do. I think. I think I like him. I think that the NFL likes him after that. Uh, after his combine performance, the
2: Saints are the,
0: pretty strongly to him. I'm not quite sure what their pick is. I think they're 23rd, 24. Okay. Yeah, that's why I have him over. But I uh, mean, they keep replaying that Juke move in the championship mm-hmm. game where he put that dude yeah. on skates. Yeah, so as, that, as probably as Josh, helping him. As Josh the One
1: quote tweeted, he just said abuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the guy that I don't think
2: anybody thought could be a first-rounder, Patrick Queen, 25-and-a-half. Uh, Tommy, you first.
1: first. Um, man, that's tough. Uh, I think under. All right, Tommy, let Tiger. so
2: far.
0: He's gone under on Patrick Queen, 25-and-a-half. What do you think, Scott? I was going to say under two. Uh, LSU has a good – record the last few years of churning out uh good linebackers, um, Devin white Quan Alexander Debo. So, you know, so that's, I- I'm going to go under as well. I think,
1: queen, I think queen will be the number. Uh, I think he'll be the second linebacker taken. Um, maybe or second or third linebacker taken in the, in the draft and, uh, behind Isaiah Simmons. Right.
2: Well, we got a, we got another linebacker up here next. Caleb on Chase on at sixteen and a half. I think mm. it's you, Skun. Uh I'm
0: gonna go over.
2: All right, yeah, he was a kind of a big riser towards the late end of the season, but we'll see if he uh, the teams are confident
1: because he didn't have the biggest production. What do you think, Tommy? Sixteen and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I think. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna say over as well. Um, I think that he. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Queen better than I like than I like uh, Chasson or Chasson. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Here's a guy who I've seen kind of all over the place. Christian Fulton, the 24 and a half. I think corner Ooh. after Jeff Okuda is kind
1: of a sketchy one for this draft. It's a very Yeah, it's a very sketchy position for this draft past
0: Okuda. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, he's got the best. Uh,
1: I think oh, wait, your first time. We, yeah. Oh, My first? No, totally. Yeah. It was twenty four and a half. Correct. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say sorry, sorry, Christian. Over. I think that his stock is. I think his stock has fallen, and I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I think that I like I like Christian Fulton. I would I would want him on on a team, but I think it'll be Akuta and AJ Terrell, and then, uh, may and then maybe maybe you know. What about you, Scott?
0: Uh, I'm going to go under. After Akuda, yeah. After Akuda, I don't know. I I just I have a feeling that uh, I don't know that there's. You could name some other guys, but I just don't think anyone's going to be as good as Christian Fulton against um, you know some already just you know offensively prolific teams. You know against Alabama and Clemson. Uh, I think he was just graded best in the country, and I am going to. I'm going to pin my pick on that.
2: Very good. All right, we got one last one. This guy who may not be going in the first round because his projected number is 34 and a half. If you asked a year ago, people would have thought he probably would have been a top 10 pick, which is Grant Delpit. So, Scott, you're up first on Grant Delpit, 34 and a half. Basically, whether he's going to be a first rounder or not. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Um, God, that's hard. Uh, I mean, I want to say yes, because, I mean, he was the, you know, the the Jim Thorpe award winner. He, I, I don't know that anyone could arguably, I mean, you could arguably say there's another safety in the country that could be better than him, but it's, you know, there's not an obvious choice. Uh, I don't know. Um, call me a homer, but I'm going to say if someone's going to pick a safety before, for the second round it would be Grant. So I guess I'll go under. I
1: like it. What about you, Tommy? The last one. Um what, what's the number? What's the number again? 44 and a half? 34 and a half. Oh 34 and a half. Yeah. 34. Um let's see. So I, I think I mean, he's he's probably the he's the number two safety in this class.
2: Yeah, safety's safeties like Zager, Xavier McKinney, McKinney. from Alabama,
1: and then Aswan Winfield from Minnesota is the other guy people have been talking about. Yeah, I think Winfield graded. Did he? He had a very impressive combine, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, McKinney's the clear first. I think he's the first. The first uh, safety to go. I, this is tough for me. This is. I think this is probably the hardest one we've had to do.
0: I know, right? Because a year ago you'd say, "Oh yeah, he's first overall or first safety totally," but uh, I don't know. This last year it kind of—I remember
2: on Mel Kiper's big board, like before the season started, I think he was like number three or number four, like overall uh-huh. player.
1: Oh yeah, no, I think that I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the recency bias, and not that I not that I don't think Grant Delpit should be a number a first round pick. I'm going to say he's going to be a second round pick, so I'll take the over. All all right. plus, plus it makes it a little bit more fun. That way we're not all saying
0: the <laughs> same Yeah.
2: So so Tommy ended up he went under on Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Queen, and over on Caleb on Christian Fulton, and Grant Delpit. Then Scott went under on Joe Burrow and Patrick Queen, Christian Fulton, Grant Delpit, and then over on Justin Jefferson and Caleb on So there will be a winner. They didn't match up for every single one. So right. we'll uh we'll follow up next week.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: I got, I, I, oh go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna ask, um, did you have a, did you have a line on Clyde Edwards Hilaire?
2: No, I tried to find one, but I couldn't see. For some reason I thought I'd seen like 40 or something like that, like a while back, but I couldn't find one.
1: I've got one. It's 47. Okay, little right. we'll, we'll little bonus who you all think so, so I'll clyde. Yeah, for
0: bonus seven. pick. <laughs> you go
1: first, I'm, Tommy. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be a big Clyde Homer here. let say under. I think he'll go in the early part of the second round. The 47 is about midway. That's basically well, it's it's right right at, up at midway, I guess. Um, so yeah.
0: Fair enough. I would uh, I would also if I was picking first or if you know, I would pick first also. But I just I know GMs they're gonna. Hold his size against him for some stupid reason, even though plenty of other smaller guys have flourished in the league. Uh, but I, you know, obviously, I'm going to take the over.
1: No, I, I meant I meant first part of the second round.
0: Right. Oh, well, I mean, it's still it's like, um, it, yeah, I, I don't even think they'll give him that much credit.
1: Yeah. You know? No, no. I mean, I yeah, I just wanted to clarify that like I'm I'm not saying he's to be a first round pick. Th- right. I mean, yeah.
2: Duly noted. I do have one kind of more bonus one, uh, which is which. College will have more first-round players selected, LSU or Alabama. They're currently mm. both projected to have five and a half. Five and a half is the under over on both teams.
0: Okay. I don't think Alabama We don't have to spend five. a ton of time
2: on this, like, listing out every yeah. single person.
0: I don't think they have five first-rounders. Eh. Peru, Jefferson.
2: Uh, Personally, I think LSU has five max, so I would take the, the
1: under on that, and I would probably have to go with Alabama. But, well, okay, so Bama's gonna have Tua McKinney, uh that uh Judy Ruggs. Judy Ruggs, Wiff, or what is it, Wh- Wicks? What is the, No, they
2: got um Who's the who's the, the Wills, they're Wills, Wills the, the OTs. So they got like five, like locks pretty much. Yeah,
1: I think and I think
2: And then Trayvon Diggs, like maybe.
1: And then also that uh they've got that um that defensive lineman. Uh he didn't he didn't do very well in the combine, but uh He's the uh, gosh. What's his name? Anyways, um, yeah, LSU. I think Queen goes. I think Queen goes first round. Burrow. Um, I think Burrow, Jefferson, Queen, and Queen, Chase are a lot. Caleb and then. But you know what? Like, I could see. I could see Delpit sneaking in. Yeah, it's like we 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 listed six
2: within the top thirty four, um, but because I think. Yeah, Burrow, Jefferson, Queen, and Chase on our locks, but I don't know about Fulton and Delpit.
1: Um, yeah. So, although you know what, I think I would say I would say one of those two makes it in. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd say that, Fult- that gives us that gives us five, and when we talked about Bama kind of maybe having like five locks, so that we would only like tie them at that point.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking about like over unders there. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll uh, we'll catch up on, on that one next week to see who's the. Uh, the prognosticator champ who's the next hyper. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, that's good. We'll uh, figure out who's the, the smartest one, the biggest brain and uh, predict. Uh, I know people have been trying to predict some other stuff. Scott, I know you had something there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean they, along with the, uh, you know, draft week, there's all these, 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 true rumors because GMs are Nancy and uh, other, other teams want to use some leverage or they want to get their guy before the draft for, for whatever reason. You know, so it just uh, invites trade rumors. And there's been a, you know, some some former uh, high-profile Tiger players that were uh, linked to some trade rumors. One was um, uh, Jamal Adams with the New York Jets. Um, he decided, or he said he was not going to participate in the voluntary activities that the NFL um, that they would allow. Um, so it, it gave rumors to the fact that. He, he figured he was uh going to be traded so he didn't want to he didn't want to work out on his own for them. Uh I didn't really hear any rumors of where that might go or anyone that stepped up and was like a serious contender, but uh I don't know. I mean, if I was looking for a for a defensive back, you know, a safety like Jamal Adams, I would definitely I would definitely throw my hat into that ring. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, I think I think Adams so it, the whole Jamal Adams thing has been weird because he was he was like a, from what everyone said, a trade was absolutely done with him uh, towards the end of the, the or you know middle of the season last year, right before the trade deadline, um, and he was he was on his way to Dallas, which uh, I think was actually kind of a cool move for him. He's from Texas, and I think he's he's talked about wanting to play for the Cowboys. Um, so I feel like, and I yeah, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard any like you know distinct names of people interested. I'm sure everybody's interested. I don't know if anybody has anything to offer for him. But um, I would look at Dallas, maybe, you know, maybe that renewed interest and they've actually gotten a deal done. The weird thing is that, uh, like I said, there was a lot of drama with him on whether, you know, staying or going. And I was under the impression that they had kind of mended, mended fences and that he was going to be a jet. So I'm interested to see, you know, where that goes. And if he actually, uh, if it's all just smoke and mirrors or, you know, if they've kind of, du- uh, you know, double-timed it a little bit.
2: Right. Yeah, I don't know exactly. They, I think, came out today and said they're going to talk with him after the draft, so I don't entirely know what that means. If they draft a safety, you can pretty much say goodbye, Jamal. But, um yeah, I think Dallas is still the presumptive favorite if he does move, which I wouldn't be surprised by. He's probably wanting to get out of there, obviously, in the prime of his career right now. I know, Maybe I, even a lo- little she- bit later, but I'll
1: doesn't want to keep toiling away up in New York. I don't understand why you would, I mean, that trading, trading, or drafting a safety. Let me see where, where are they? Where are the jets in this trap in this um, jets, 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 J E T S. They have the 11th pick. I don't think they're going to, well, maybe if they pick a, hmm.
0: well, if they have Jamal Adams, you don't draft a safety, you know, unless you know, you're going to get rid of them. If they have, well, that's what Daniel,
1: team. that's what Daniel just said.
0: Yeah, uh, so it's like whatever their biggest need is. But uh, you were saying, why would he want to be with the Jets? You know, sometimes it's not just it's not just the team; it's the market. You know, uh, yeah, New York is is probably the big, you know, one of the biggest sports market in the country. So it's like you're going there to play for the Jets, obviously, but it's not just that; it's it's all these endorsement deals that you can get in a, a big market like that. I don't know if he's had any, but I mean the, the opportunities are, are are way bigger there than say, you know, Nashville or or Phoenix, but still, uh, that, that could play into it. So the other uh, rumor that I heard was uh, the Jags might be looking to trade uh, Leonard Fournette, and one of the teams they had talked to was the Saints. So I don't know, Boogie Nation could be coming back to the homeland. Uh, I think that would be. Amazing, and not that the Saints really need any more Buston seats, but uh, I mean that's that's where Leonard Fournette's from, and there'd be obviously a big following there. Um, but just thinking about what the Saints have, they have Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, I know they had Latavius Murray who who did well for them last year, but you know, it just the Saints weren't quite exactly the same with when Mark Ingram was gone because it was like thunder and lightning. Kamara was this, you know, very versatile. Act. Um, and Ingram was just, you know, the bowling forward, straight ahead, running downfield type of guy. And I think that's what Fournette could add to them, you know, just along with the, uh, you know, the lo- local namesake. But um, I don't know. I, I think that would be great. I have a feeling one of you might not, but um, I don't know. Let's start with you, Daniel. What what, what would you think about it if, uh, if Leonard Fournette came to the Saints?
2: I think it obviously would be – a uh, franchise-type pick where they do it maybe, obviously he's a really talented football player, but more kind of the, the whole deal where he's coming back home and it's somebody that people can kind of rally around, especially in, I mean, every season you can say it could be Drew Reese's last year, but if they want to put the tools around him to make like one last push for the championship, and so maybe that's the, the guy they need to replace Mark Ingram from two years ago is that bruiser back to compliment Camaro. So it makes some sense uh, like that. Um, I, I think I'd heard that he might be going to the Eagles it um, was rumored, but I, I'm not quite sure how that would be. And then I think the other team that was a target was Tampa Bay um, who might be looking to move for an upgrade and running back to compliment Tom Brady in his first year. Uh, and then just kind of go all in on the win. Now uh, with just a crazy <laughs> yeah. offense between Brady and then their wide receivers,
1: but we'll see. Yeah. Tommy, you know, initially I'm kind of anti, uh, Think that leonard has has been a questionable locker room guy since he got to the league he's had some trouble but now that i now that i'm thinking about it i might actually be warming up to this like i think you're kind of right you know like he's he's a big guy he's a, kind of a bruising back he's still got that speed um i mean i think that, i think he's probably more physically talented than Mark Ingram. Uh, If, and maybe with some leadership, you know, I I mean, there's no, there's no leadership in, 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 uh, in Jacksonville. So maybe with the leadership of Drew Brees and, and, uh, you know, he's with a top notch organization and he's got Sean Payton, maybe it fits more. Um, you know, he didn't have too many, too many kind of character issues at LSU, uh, Maybe maybe at the end of the season, I mean, the end of his junior season, you could say, but not really. So maybe it's just a bad fit for him in Jacksonville. Now, you know, I'm, I, at first I was at first I was like kind of anti this move. I thought, you know what, like like let let him pass. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, let's bring Booga home.
0: <laughs> bring Booga home. Uh, well, we'll see if they do. Uh, I mean, it's I'd, I'd imagine uh, you know someone could make a deal before the draft just just so that they could secure it but if no one makes a deal before the draft then obviously it's not their priority and they'll just you know they'll take their uh, their chances in the draft or or afterwards because you know he might still be um you know on, on the blocks so to speak but um that'll pretty much wrap up our uh nfl draft nfl altogether uh report and um I wanted to move on to uh, what you guys were alluding to earlier about our, our big brains, because we, we had some homework this week, but it wasn't all along the lines of a sports film. It was, uh, uh, kind of along with the, you know, the NFL draft week and, you know, what, what players have to go through. We did not go through a, a combine or any sort of pro day. I just want to uh, tell our listeners that up front, but we did take the wonderlick test. They, uh, they have the players take, um, The teams use this for, I don't know, I guess to gauge their wits, their, their, uh, intellects, decision-making, reading comprehension. I don't know. Uh, I took it and I could see all kinds of things. It was like a, it was like a a very quick 40 yard dash version of the SAT for me. (laughs) Um, I don't know if any, if either you want to, uh, tell me your experiences or or toss out your score first, I'll, I'll throw to you. But, um. No one's brave enough to start. Then. Daniel,
1: you're a, you're a test expert, so go, go, give me your, your initial like, thoughts on the Wonderlick as it compares to other tests you've taken.
2: All right, so the Wonderlick um, they have the NFL players take this test at the Combine. I didn't really know the exact format until we were researching this. So it's 50 questions. Each question's worth one point, and you have to do the whole thing in 12 minutes, which is pretty crazy. So you only have, on average, like 15 seconds per question, so the questions aren't crazy hard. Like you could probably get most all of them if you like had enough time. But the the time allotment is pretty tough. It's like you got to just go go go. And so what they are is kind of just general like knowledge kind like word comparison questions. Um, it's like blank is to um, let's say blank is to tree as or I was trying to think of an analogy. So it'd be, like, it'd analogy be like, it'd like be questions. like
1: leave, leave is to tree as uh blank is to person and then it'd be like clothes
2: yeah something like that and then there's some kind of like you <laughs> did <do> not agree <laughs> with my analogy <laughs> oh, well it's okay it's hard to think of one on the spot i, I think i remember some-
0: one it was uh it was um it was uh like ingredient part to and something and then uh, blank is to extinguish it was, was
1: fire yeah yeah it was it was it was a settle is to settle is to disagreement as blank is to fire and it was extinguish yeah and
2: so so i'll go ahead and say that we took a free online Wonderlit test. This may not be completely accurate. I think we all took the same one or from the same website. It's uh, beatthewonderlic If you'd like to go out and try your wits, mm-hmm. but then there's a couple some, some math questions which you cannot use a calculator for. At least you're not supposed to. And then there's some really the ones I thought were the weirdest, where they're like they give you some kind of phrase or like uh, like
1: proverb type thing, make, and you have you, to say. Wait, you're mm-hmm. where you want to have to make a sentence.
2: Yeah. I don't know, there was that too, but the ones it was like just some like some phrase that'd be like the the early bird gets the worm or like don't yeah. catch your chickens before they hatch. you have to say, right. like which of these sayings like are similar. That's
0: Which three of these are the same. And I was looking at some of them like, I only see two. <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing here? <laughs>
2: so it's definitely tricky. Um and then so we thought so, and so there's fifty questions. Average apparently is twenty out of fifty, and anything above like uh 35 is like really good and anything below a 10 is basically considered like illiterate so i hope we didn't do that for okay let's (laughs) let's
1: like before we before we give our own give our scores uh let's go over we have
2: not revealed to each other what we We haven't got but let's go
1: over like what some of the top like some of the most famous and like this year's players like what they got so for instance burrow he got a 30 35 or 34. He got a 34. Me. Jake Fromm got a 35. Big brain. Yeah. Big brain Fromm. He was the
0: best out of the QBs. Yeah.
2: Uh, Nate Stanley of Iowa got a 40. He was the best out of the quarterbacks. And the worst was another pretty notable guy, which was.
0: Tommy's favorite.
1: Worst of Mr. what Mr. Two Attack of Iowa about the worst of the, the quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, I, I thought yeah. you meant worst of the. I thought. No, who? Didn't Jerry Judy have the worst of the whole lot?
2: Yeah, so so Tua got a thirteen, so he barely skirted the uh, literacy. So that gives you the Alabama education, not to throw too much shade. Mm. That might be why he slid down the board. And then his his good buddy Jerry Judy, <laughs> wide receiver from Alabama, got the what I saw as the lowest score this year of a nine, and so that's uh, pretty poor for him. Um, I think but, he has but, a degree from Alabama,
1: but but it kind of makes sense because it's like they were such a good connection, they can like communicate that way. Mm-hmm. Like-
2: I Although mean, you can't really hit too much. I mean, the, the defending NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, also got a third team and he took his. So it kind of tells you that the, the teams will take a player. I mean, they could be as dumb as Brock's if they can play football. <laughs> but, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh,
1: wait, it what was about the fire? fire shot? <laughs> now, now, didn't I? Uh, now, Andrew Luck, he was, he, I mean, we all know Stanford architecture grad, big brain man. What did he get? Did he get Sorry, like a
0: 48? Destructed. I think he, I don't know if he got that high. Let me do a little Google. While you're looking, I'll tell you who did. Um, and he is the, the highest quarterback to do so, I think, as of today. Uh, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He got a 48. Oh, wow. Fitz- yeah, Magic. And that just goes to show you. I mean, he was, you know, there's, you know, Fitzmagic, there's these waves of good play from him. But... Fitzpatrick went
2: to Harvard. That's why he did so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Luck only got a
1: 37, so eh. Oh, did he really? Wow. Huh. Just shows you that, uh, you know, yeah. Anyways, okay, let's go into, uh, let's see. Who wants to go first?
0: I thought Daniel was going first. He was the test.
2: All right, I'll go first. So I was pretty pleased with how I did. Um, I ended up with a 43 on the test. Good Lord. Uh, I didn't think I did that good and then it popped up I was like oh my goodness because uh, I, I did have the caveat of having done a lot of like test prep recently um for graduate school so and the questions are kind of similar to what I've done so I've done a lot of that like so my brain is going to be kind of in, in the zone but uh so if any NFL teams are out there looking for like a backup quarterback like I'm available.
1: Daniel you, I think that with that with that kind of score you'd be highly qualified to stand on the sidelines and hold a clipboard.
2: I mean, that's yeah. the job I'm willing to do. Yeah. You
1: can you can be Joe Brady. All right. Scott. Tommy. Are you on me? Are you, want, oh, me you want me to go? I was, I see like I was, I was pleased with mine and, to, but now I'm not pleased. Now I'm very disappointed <laughs> in myself and I think I might get take it again. I received, oh, yeah. I received well, a 31. Okay. Which was higher than my ACT score. So there's that. Mm-hmm um so really,
2: yeah i think it's
1: like 75th percentile or something yeah the, the my strategy the, for all those uh top prospects who are listening to the podcast my strategy was i skipped every question that had a number unless unless like if i saw that i could like do it like there were some like money ones where i was like okay i can do I, like i scanned it, i was like okay i can do this but like any of the ones where it was like dividing like the long division stuff it would be like 48 divided by 17 i was like skip. So I just skipped and I did Wait, the uh, I did the the word ones.
2: You said you got a 31. Mm-hmm. That's an 89th percentile so well <laughs> so maybe pretty, pretty large. A bigger than we
0: thought. <laughs> 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 well, um, that's that's pretty good. I forget after you take it though, they they give you these percentages of where where your job possibilities oh, yeah, that, may lie uh, based on your score. Um, so think, Tommy. You're probably you know in the forty percent. Like you might get a job offer.
1: That's what it said. No, it, it was so funny. It was like <laughs> it was like the only one. Of course, they're they're trying to sell you a course. So it's like, well, we can increase your score by ten points, and then it's like the ten points would be like make you like a lock for your job. But like if you got, had like a halfway decent score, they'd be like, yeah, it's a fifty fifty chance you get a
0: job. <laughs> right, uh, Daniel. Did you take their course? I'm just curious. I did not take the. Course yeah i did, i did not uh, i did not invest the 4999 either um i got a 37 oh. which which uh entitles me to a 90% job offer but there is a caveat to that um i, I had to take it a second time because <laughs> the first time i got an 18 and a i um I, I did not realize, like you were saying, kind of, Daniel, it's, uh, you didn't really know what the test was going to be like. You just knew it was going to be 50 questions. Oh, wait, it's going to be 12 minutes. Okay. Um, and so I took it the first time. And after, like, question three or so, then the numbers started popping up. And I, I think I forgot it was 12 minutes. So where it was on my screen, I couldn't see the clock. So I wasn't looking at the time. I was just, oh, well, I want to get this right but it's like an SAT. You only get count for the ones you get right. So um, I went through the first time and then like my wife had peeked her head in the door to ask me something. and I just, I don't know, after that, I just started trying to do all these math problems and I did horrible. So I took it that second time and just as soon as a math one came up, I just said, nope. Uh, There was some that I could answer, but uh, you know, the ones where it was like, uh, you know, they, this company earns this amount in six weeks on this percentage of profit, how much would they earn in 37 days? You know, that stuff, I just add a hell of that.
2: I think it's a pretty good strategy. Like if you can immediately identify, it's going to take you longer than like 30 yeah. seconds, just skip that thing or not even just skip, just or, click or another a, a, button and, and right then hope it. that you're like, yeah, click a button, hope you're right, and then move on to so yeah. one you can actually get.
0: Exactly, because the next one's going to be is, you know, which one of these is a cloud? And then you just pick your answer and you move and on. Which one of these is a cloud? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there
2: was probably like 15 questions, which were basically like gimme's. Like, which oh, of yeah. these dates is like the
1: oldest or something right. like that? Or which number is the least? The smallest. Mm-hmm. It was like there was one with a decimal point.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It's like after those hard ones, they taught you an easy one. Um and then there's, of course, the rearrange the sentence one. I hope we're not giving too much away because I would encourage our, our listeners to to take it just out of curiosity. That yeah.
2: uh, was well, so uh, another disclaimer. I actually looked at some like practice questions before I even started this,
1: so I knew kind of generally uh, like the type of questions. Uh, to be. Yeah, Forty-three. We're gonna have to dock about ten points off that one. So
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, Tommy, with, with his with his handicap and my handicap, maybe you were the. Uh, Maybe you were at the, the top of the class when you didn't well, think you were. Well,
1: I just, I just like to speak a little bit to my own ability a little bit. Um, though I don't have the highest wonderlick score on this podcast, I think my intangibles are, are higher. And so I would encourage any, any team looking to draft me from the podcast, uh, podcast draft to elevate me to the first round solely based on my intangibles
2: going like to say he's just he's just a winner he just wins I'm, yeah, yeah
1: i'm a champion, i'm a winner um i have a high podcast i q and uh and though the great great, raw, great mouth, mouth, mouth talent i have great yeah, i've got i've got great mouth talent <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> oh, just oh, great, oh, great, great yes. voice talent <laughs> let's get this train back on track uh yeah and he's a people person we we could just we could just say that. Um, well that, that was interesting uh, I, be, I'd, I'd be curious to see you know some other there's some friends of mine I'd want to take this test I don't know I feel like I'd want to let them know ahead of time don't get caught up on the on the questions you think are, are difficult just move on by or you could tell them you could tell them
1: try to answer every question you can and there's you know, no time and then you can <laughs> shame <laughs> your friends when they do poorly <laughs> be like I don't know what your problem was I answer them all easily <laughs>
0: Right. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, that was a fun little challenge. Uh yeah. We should find – I don't know if there's something else like that, but I don't think they do that for baseball or basketball. But, um, well, speaking of uh, baseball or basketball, uh, there's actually a kind of a busy week for, for LSU basketball. Um, well, first off, Darius Day declared for the NBA draft, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week because um, – in the uh, you know in the the fine print of the uh, of that announcement, I saw that he he signed with a quote NCAA uh, approved agent, and I guess what that means is if if they sign with one of those agents, then you can return. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the, the discrepancy would be if they weren't other than just you know we vouch for these people. They're they're good business. They're not going to do anything unscrupulous. I don't know. Maybe that's the, uh, the difference, but, uh, he declared, but he signed with an NCAA agent. So he could come back, which, you know, of course is what Scott, scholar Mays did. Um, but in addition to that, there was, uh, there is, there's three signings, three signings this week. Oh, um, before we get to the signings, uh, Defensive specialist, I guess we could say Charles Manning is returning for his senior year. So that is good news because I remember, you know, after LSU had that great out of the gate start to the season, you know, they started to uh, started to fade, especially defensively. And a lot of that, you know, people said was due to Charles Manning being out. But um, if he's back and healthy, then I don't know. I think there's at least some confidence in. And issues defensive capabilities going into next season, um, but did you, did either of you guys have any about either of those, um, or those announcements?
2: Uh, it didn't really. I mean, it's it's good news, obviously. It didn't really okay. move the needle a whole ton. Uh, they also, I don't know if, I don't think you mentioned they signed a, a player, seven foot center Josh Gray, um, out of Connecticut. Uh, I think it was a three star prospect. So.
0: No, he's out of Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. I saw.
2: Uh, oh, okay, the Northeast then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's good. They rounded out the class. I think they they it's like number six as a class in the country or something like that, which is pretty good for LSU. Uh, we've been doing a good job on um, on the recruiting trail lately with Will Wade. Um, obviously, the players don't care a whole ton about kind of the recent problems that they've had, which is a good sign. And hopefully. Next season will not be cut short and we will have some more success.
0: Yeah, I mean, to that. Um, and not only does the do the players not care, but uh, I guess hopefully the NCAA doesn't care because we you know, we still haven't heard anything from that. And uh, I don't think, I think everything's kind of come out from that. Uh, but in addition to Josh Gray, who, wow, um, unless you have another seven footer, I'd be really excited for that. Um, they also signed a four star point guard out of Lithonia, Georgia, Eric Gaines, who's uh, just down I-20 for me, actually. Um, uh, so that, that's a that's another good addition. But there's also a, a four-star uh, small forward, uh, Maui Wilkinson, who's from Las Vegas, uh, the high school's Bishop Gorman, which is uh, it's actually a really renowned high school football school. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what was interesting to me is they, they said he was going to get back to his Louisiana roots. So apparently Wilkinson has some sort of roots in Louisiana, although the the article I read didn't really mention what they were. So, but I'm guessing he has some, some extended family in Louisiana. Hmm. Uh, So that might've factored into his decision, but uh, all in all, three good gets in one week. I mean, yeah, you think about it. What? What? I don't know. What, what do they sign every year? Because um, I know it's limited. I, I think it's like, it's not five, is it? Can, can they only sign five a year? What, it's it's some small number because you know it's there's only like eleven or twelve on a team, but um, uh, they got three in one week, which is a uh, a lot. Do, you, do either of you guys know what the uh, like the scholarship? I guess I'll look it up. I was thinking 10 for
2: some reason, but
0: that, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, let's, see. let's for? Uh, anyway, um, basketball. 13 scholarships total. So they're, they're allowed to have 13 total on a team. But um, I'm just thinking, like, you know, because in, in football, you can only sign 25. Mm-hmm. Per, per per calendar year um and you know you can i think you can have 85 on a team uh or you can at least dress out 85 on, on a home game so I, I think the the amount they can sign per season it's it's really less like five or something per year mm-hmm. but anyway um all, all good gets for lsu and um baseball actually had a couple transfers uh eric walker and Hal Hughes who uh who had played shortstop for them uh are both transferring from LSU which is sad news because uh, I thought they both had good promise uh Hal Hughes had some good play Eric Walker I know he was hurt and kind of came back uh from injury um and then he got he helped get them to the College World Series but then he kind of went out the first game and never came back so um I don't know maybe it's uh Maybe it's just the grind of uh, of, of the schedule that, that LSU plays that it might have been too much. Who knows? But um, sorry to see both of them go. But I think that's pretty much all the all the recruiting slash transfer news that we had for the Tigers.
1: Daniel, do you want to give us your your update on football? <laughs> uh, yes,
2: sound <laughs> the alarm Daniel's <laughs>
0: So uh, so, but there's you know there's always still football. Was there any uh, was there any recruiting news on the uh, on the football front?
2: Uh yeah. So it's kind of some some rumors uh, floating around. Nothing super hard, but um, there was reports that came out that one of LSU's um, marquee players in their 2021 football class, Rajon Davis, a five-star linebacker who's already committed, um, out of Mother Day High School, same place that last weeks went to. Um, he has a weak commitment to LSU and he may be fading, uh, which would be pretty bad news if he ends up flipping, especially since our 2021 class isn't huge right now. And then he maybe decides to stay home in California or go somewhere else. Um, that would leave us pretty thin there. So fingers crossed, um, everything is fine and it's just a rumor. Um, but keep an eye on him. Uh, the other things were that uh, USC former starting quarterback JT Daniels has entered the transfer portal. He's kind of late to the party. A lot of guys did it back like in the fall and early on this year. And so now people are wondering where he's going to end up. And some people are thinking that LSU might be a decent landing spot for him, although I don't think he really has too many ties to the school. But, I mean, he was a former starter for USC. He was, I think, the number two overall quarterback recruit like the twenty. 20- 18 class. Um, so uh, he obviously he's got the talent. He was there started for a year until he got hurt last year's sophomore season before getting kind of beat out um, by Keaton Slovis for the job. So he may want to look to prove himself elsewhere. Well, obviously he does because he's transferring, but uh, I think LSU um, could be a good home. And then lastly, uh, this is just today was that the number one overall player uh, defensive end, Corey Foreman in the 2021 class who has been committed to Clemson for a couple months now. Uh, the rumors are that he is, like, ready to decommit. Like, he's just about out of there, which would be pretty wild since apparently Clemson hasn't had a decommit in three years. Um, so – and obviously that's reflected in their championship caliber teams. But people are saying that he, he's from California near Los Angeles, and people are thinking that he's going to stay home to USC. Um, so that's kind of the number two. But a lot of people are throwing LSU around there as a number three because apparently he's really good friends with this guy Mason Smith – Um, who is a five-star D-tackle from Houma, Louisiana, um, shout out the hometown, Mm -hmm. Um, and who has not committed to LSU, but he's pretty much considered an LSU lock for 2021. So if Mason can bring in Corey Foreman, that would be a very formidable D-line with the number one overall player, and I think the number two D-tackle. So that's something to definitely keep your eye on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, And I think that's about it, unless you all have any comments on that. (laughs)
0: no i mean that all sounds great uh the i think the the guy leaving clemson you know that's kind of what you were talking about the the guy from los angeles that seemed to be like a strong LSU lead things change tides turn you know it's uh it's give and take basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i don't know we'll, we'll just see how it all plays and out and then another
2: but, thing about <clears> uh... About Corey Form of Clemson is that they signed the number one overall recruit in 2020, who was also a defensive end of Brian Brissy. So maybe he doesn't want to sit for a year behind another extremely talented player and he wants to be a star immediately. And True. I think LSU or some other school like US could definitely give him that opportunity. True. Definitely. Yeah. Huh. Well, <laughs> I was like,
0: let's wrap this thing. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it. Right on. Well, I didn't really have too much else. Um, I just saw something that was kind of silly, kind of funny. Um, and there was a, there was a you, know, you all know Joe Buck, who yes. you know, mostly broadcasts. Uh, you know, he does a lot of the, the baseball, all the World Series. He does his NFL for Fox as well. Um, there was a porn website that it offered him uh, a significant amount of money if he would do play by play for some of their videos. Oh <laughs> yeah. And he 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 caught wind of this and then he actually replied to him and he goes, Wow, you know, I'm I'm honored for the offer. Um I I just, you know, this is just kind of not in my wheelhouse. So I, I'm not sure I could uh you know, I could perform this level for you, but I, you know, I, I still have my job, and I'm just things are still kind of up in the air. I just kind of wait and see what happens with that first before I commit. It was kind of funny, you know, kind of a little tongue-in-cheek response. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird sign of the times where you know a, a porn a porn site would be asking a world-renowned sports broadcaster to do play-by-play for their videos, even as if that has ever been done before. So I, I don't know. Just a little. S- silly slice of life slash sign of the times have you guys seen anything like that something or you thought you know what only would i see this during you know coronavirus or something like that
2: uh i don't know one thing that i was happy to see was the last dance last night um espn's michael jordan documentary i don't know if either of y'all caught that first two episodes i was not able Tommy,
1: yeah i, I saw it and uh I'm that's the that was the only thing about that i that I really enjoyed for uh well that's the first thing I've enjoyed for a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> so thank you, Michael. Thank you, Jordan.
2: Yeah, yes, having that two episodes a week on Sunday nights. So it's also on demand on their app. So they got the first two out now and they'll be back with three and four next Sunday. Yeah if you want to tune in. Definitely
0: yeah, check it yeah. out. From what I've read so far, um read about it because i haven't watched it thank you adam silver because i guess he was the one that um, basically made the the offer that michael jordan would agree to because you know even spike lee tried to to get that that gig but he wouldn't give it to him Hmm. Uh, he didn't want to do it but adam silver said the right things and 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 here it is well good for him yeah exactly um all right. Well, I think that might wrap it up for us. Did you guys have any uh, last thoughts before we head out? So next week?
2: Nope. We'll see you for our draft recap next week.
0: Yep. That's right. And any other uh, recruiting uh, transfer portal news or anything else that comes out, we'll have it for you here on talking TIG. this. And hopefully uh, we'll all have some more eased restrictions in our lives and uh, we'll have that to talk about. So, uh, Follow us next week and we'll talk to you again on parking tickets.